This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. an hour we think we've had fellowship no we haven't we had conversation maybe we actually had the beginning of some fellowship in other words maybe it got started between you and and somebody else something actually the Holy Spirit makes a connection between you and something begins you ever had that happen where you meet somebody and, and what do we say about it we just clicked As the Apostle Paul closes his letter to the Colossians, he greets many people by name. Pastor Robert teaches that Paul's friendships and intimacy with others proves how powerful and important true fellowship is. Pastor Robert also points out that fellowship takes time and effort and cannot be developed solely on a Sunday morning. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with part one of today's message in the book of Colossians. All right, verse 7 says, Tychicus, a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose, that he may know your circumstances and comfort your hearts with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. They will make known to you all things which are happening here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice. These are my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are of the circumcision. In other words, they were Jewish. They've proved to be a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you, and those who are in Laodicea and those in in Hierapolis. Now, now listen, just a brief little footnote. Apparently, Epaphras was their pastor. That's what's generally believed to be the case. It was uh, quite possible that he had been um, sent out, you know, from Paul's ministry and had had started the work there in that region. Those three churches, it'd be kind of like saying Miami Hialeah and Coral Gables. You know, they were all fairly close together. And, and, but again, there was, you know, some distance. You know, you're, you're not dealing with the kind of metropolis that we have down here, a megalopolis, I guess they're calling it now, with Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach and, and everything. But instead, you, you had these little um, or large cities that most of the time in in that era would have been walled cities with a a, a ruler over it, you know, and and a government in place, and and each one had its own church. But apparently there there was some strong connection there, and 
And uh, he said, you guys need to know that Epaphras, he's praying for you guys day and night. I mean, he prays for you like a champ. He's got so much, so much, so much passion for you guys and just praying that you'll stand strong, that you'll stand perfect and complete in the will of God. The idea there is maturity. You know, that Paul's saying the cry of his heart is that you would grow up in Jesus, that you would become good, solid, mature Christians. And, uh, and then he goes on in verse 14, and he mentions a few other people. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea, and Nymphus, and the church that's in his house. Now, when this epistle is read among you, see that it's also read in the church of the Laodiceans, and that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you've received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. It seems almost like a little public rebuke there, right? It's like, and, and, and listen, tell this guy to wake up and get busy. And then he finishes up in verse 18, this salutation by my own hand, Paul. So apparently up until that point, somebody else, maybe he'd been dictating it, somebody else was writing it, and, and now he says, now, you know, I'm, this is me signing off here, Paul. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Amen. As I read through this, this is one of those passages, if I can just be really transparent with you, you know, it, when, I, when I go through a book, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, subject matter that's going to be applicable, you know, as we, as we walk through it, I want to deal with every bit of it, I, I don't want to leave anything out, and I want to present it to you in context, so sometimes that means taking two or three verses, because, you know, it focuses on something, or sometimes it means taking a, a larger section, and, and then you get to the end of the book, and it's basically just Paul saying goodbye, right? He's telling them who's there with them and this kind of thing. And, and I prayed about it really a good bit over the last couple of weeks. You know, God, do you, do you want me to just kind of read over that and skip it and move on? I mean, what, what, what's in there really that's going to be of benefit to us as a church? I mean, what can I pull out of that, that that's really, you know, going to be instructive? I mean, is there something there you want us to talk about? And you know, you know what? finally came to my mind. And I even talked with Pastor JP about it. We went back and forth and I said, you know, I'm just, I'm not entirely sure if, if I should do this or I should do that, or if, if I should focus on this passage. I realized there's something really important in this passage that it's easy to overlook. And that's the subject of fellowship. You know, we, we've talked about it before, but I see that many times we as Christians misunderstand the idea of fellowship. And we think that we, we, sometimes we can have the mindset that, that we have fellowship with one another because we gather together in the same place on Sunday morning. We don't know each other. We spend five minutes, you know, shaking hands. Sometimes we don't even move from where we are, right? We just turn around and shake the hands of the people right around us, you know, but God forbid that we actually move and cross, the, you know, the other side of the room and give somebody a hug and find out what's actually happening in their lives, but then afterward, we, you know, that's a great time of fellowship. Or, or we go back into the cafe, you know, and we, we eat a Danish, and we drink a cup of coffee, and we sit, and we talk for 10 minutes with somebody, and, and you know, or an hour, and after an hour, we think we've had fellowship. No, we haven't. We had conversation. Maybe we actually had the beginning of some fellowship. In other words, maybe it got started between you and, and somebody else. Something actually, the Holy Spirit makes a connection between you and something begins. Do you ever had that happen? Where you meet somebody and, and what do we say about it? We just clicked. We just clicked. 
Well, listen, do you understand that, that the Spirit of God wants you to click? He wants you to click. He wants you to actually make some connections. He wants you to have fellowship. Paul mentions nine different people in this passage, and, and he commends several of them for their faithfulness, their enthusiasm, and, and their love. At least one of them, he says, was, was a prisoner with him. What was his name? Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner. He, he was there, apparently, like Paul, in chains, and a believer. We don't know if Paul led him to the Lord, or we're not sure the, you know, what happened there. But then there are two or three, listen to this, two or three of them that Paul has... He has sent them on a journey of roughly a thousand miles to deliver a letter. Now, I don't know about you, but I mean, that's, for me, that's striking. You know, every year I make the trip, pretty much every year, I make the trip up toward Washington, D.C. As a chaplain, I go up, I spend a couple of weeks, and, and it's roughly a thousand miles. It's just, just a tiny bit over a thousand miles. So it's roughly the same trip that he's asking them to make. But, but here's the thing. This year, I did, it, I did it by train, actually. I went overnight. I, I put my car on the train. I had a sleeping compartment. It was great. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So much fun. A lot better than, than driving, you know. And when my back got sore, I could just shift around, you know. I could kick back. I could, you know, let the bed, you know, lay the bed down and, and, and take a nap or whatever. I mean, it was great. But even driving is not so bad. I mean, I enjoy driving. You know, driving a thousand miles is a bit much, so I usually break it up into two days, but driving's not so bad. But imagine walking a thousand miles or horseback. I mean, do you understand their best option was horseback? How many of you have ever ridden a camel? Would not want to ride a camel a thousand miles. I love horseback riding. I wouldn't want to ride a horse a thousand miles. Now, they say that, you know, like an average, if you're riding a horse, you're going to do 20 miles a day. It's kind of the average, unless you're really pushing, right? So my math's not great, but 20 miles a day works out to 50 days, right? 50 days to deliver a letter on horseback through the desert? And these guys, they were like, yes, you know, I'll go. I'll do it. No wonder he commended them. But you know what? It makes me wonder, what would he say about me? Because I can assure you, if he'd been asking for volunteers to ride a horse for 50 days, 1,000 miles through the desert to deliver a letter, I wouldn't have been the first one doing this. It It wouldn't have been me. I'd have been looking around hoping somebody else would jump on that one. for joining us today for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30. Then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. 
Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of Colossians. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of Colossians and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.